0: From Turn to Burn, your transformational man cake, where we encourage males to crush maliteracy, or some people say effeminacy, and to aspire to domestic excellence. And we do this through podcasts, poetry, online courses, and books. We're grateful for your attention today as we continue on the Turn to Burn manliness rallies. This one today is a parental hack. We are looking at the issue of the right to bear arms, and we are encouraging males that as and male supporters that as we mentor our families to to protect themselves. You can't really there's a yes. It's good to protect your family, but we believe that the ultimate parenting yes. We break up parenting into a number of things: honoring your own parents. That we want to have a good example we want to leave a good example for our children we want to protect them provide for them instruct and coach at the same time while we want to protect and provide for them the best way we protect and provide for them is to ensure that they can protect them themselves and many people would naturally gravitate towards guns as a very as a very direct way of protecting life. So today, why are we talking about this parental hack that guns should scare us? Because we want to mentor our families to respect life more so than guns. When you respect our life, that is more imp- to teach the respect of life is a more important thing than to teach the respect of guns or the respect to teach people how to how to do some jiu-jitsu or some form of martial art. The best martial art if you want to call it that is the respect for life. I believe that many of the, the Eastern or the Oriental martial arts do promote the right for life and the the, the arts of self, the martial arts seem to come from arts of meditation, arts to do with, with how to be mindful in life. Based on the, most of the major oriental martial arts that I am aware of, I, it's very, very rare that you just see an isolated martial art without a philosophy of life. So we understand that the Taekwondo, the Jiu-Jitsu, all of these things are linked to Buddhism are linked to some form of oriental meditation or philosophy. So we, however, in the West have separated the, the right to bear arms generally from the whole the whole philosophy of life. And yes, there are many Christian groups that support the right to bear arms, but we want to look at, I think it's, very, it's more important, And more wholesome to have an approach to parenting that looks at the right to life versus the privilege of life, looks at promoting life versus taking life. So today when why are we looking at this, we want to to promote our respect for life as one of the best ways to defend life. When you respect our life and we respect the lives of others is one of the best ways that we can defend and promote life to respect life and one of the things that we find out is a very charged topic of the second amendment here in America that when we're speaking to anyone about the right to bear arms including our family including our friends we can ask a couple of things. When we're speaking about the right to bear arms we want to see if the arms are a means to defend and promote life there are some people who are just into arms as sport or into arms as entertainment and recreation drinking etc but they're the 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 sheepdog if you want to call it that or the the the, the person who is a defender of their family's life that is a that is I think a more wholesome way of, of 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 looking at the right to bear arms to promote life to defend life rather than just to stop a bad guy. Yes, that is mechanically what you will end up doing. But when we look at this and, and train and 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 have the mindset to promote the life to promote good actors even though that means removing bad actors from the equation. The starting point is to promote life of good actors. And we can ask what is life and technically what is a good life? That's the first thing we want to explore. And the second thing is whether whether we see life as a right and there a right is an entitlement one is owed or do we see life as a privilege where the privilege is meaning an advantage or benefit handed to one from another. So we're, we're looking at this discussion on scary guns from not just not the gun side, we're taking it from the life side, promotion of life versus the defending of a right to bear arms. And we want to coach our families, as we're saying, to respect life more so than to take life to we want to look at the right to live versus the right to bear arms. So we are breaking this down into two questions. What is life? And then whether we see life as a right or an, or an, a privilege. On the first point, what is life? The person we are speaking to, we are coaching, whether it is our family, or children, or wife, etc., friends, can be asked to define life. So when people are saying, I want to protect my life, I want to defend life. Uh, what is life? The fact that you're living, does that mean that you're alive? The fact that you have biological life, does that mean that you are really alive? Because here the Bible and Jesus takes an approach towards life where life is beyond physical, life is more than material. Jesus in the Bible says in fact that he is the way, the truth and the life the life not just a life but he is the life life is a person in Jesus's mind the way Jesus of Nazareth thinks about life life is a person Jesus Yah's salvation Yah's welfare so when we look at Jesus as the embodiment of the welfare that comes from the apex ancestor Yahweh the one from whom all things began the one who said, let there be light, and there is light, and there was light, we can see life, meaning Joshua, Jesus, he saves his people from your sin, he, Yah saves, Yah provides welfare, Yah provides for the benefit of his people, that is, I believe, what Jesus is saying, life is to promote the best welfare, the apex welfare of our community, And we know what Jesus did. He sacrifices himself so that we can live. So life is to be a sacrificial um, and it's to be life is a being who is a comprehensive capsule of celestial or heavenly paternal and parental rescue, sacrifice, and welfare. That definition of life then places the onus of its defense on Jesus who is life if jesus is life he is the one that defends and protects and promotes life and we see that jesus going to the cross is the apex way in which he promotes life through his resurrection his his, his assassination and the resurrection jesus has allowed humans access however to lethal weapons and uh, there's a very good story in on bible project about violence in the scriptures and how we should approach violence and I think I would recommend that you look at that on BibleProject.com or on YouTube on their, Bible, on their YouTube channel Bible Project on the story of violence and they also have a very good uh, podcast but the point we're making is that life is not just us living and defining life it's not just existing or subsisting and defining life for ourselves defining our, our experience as life Jesus is saying that the life is what he is. The life, life that the, the life that we're defined to live, that we're designed to live, is is he is the full expression of that life, and he defends he defended that life. He promotes that life over two thousand years ago on a cross in Calvary, and he resurrected so that we can have access to that life for eternity. However, we are making a point that violence litters the entire Bible. The Bible ends with violence in the book of Revelation as well. So he, Jesus, and Yahweh, the father of Jesus, has allowed humans access to lethal weapons. And we see generally the story of angels with with very, very powerful weapons that they use to promote life. To promote the will of Yahweh. So the right to bear arms is really Jesus' right. And therefore we are experiencing a privilege handed to us by Him whenever we are in a position to defend and promote life using violence. That's one important thing for us to teach our family. Violence is not a joke. Violence is a sacred act. Uh, Vengeance is mine. I I will repay, says Yahweh is one of the things that that we want to teach our family, that when you're promoting life in a lethal way, it is an act of vengeance. Violence, lethal violence, is an act of vengeance. There is, it is not about correction anymore. This is about removing bad actors to protect good actors. And this is all about you determining that the people you are defending, your own life is a good life. If you're a bad actor, what are you defending? You really should be removed from the equation uh, in in a raw sense. Jesus also says he is the standard or judgment of a life. And so a good life is one lived like his. Is that what you are defending? Or are you just defending your subsistence? So the point we're making today is if we love life and we are good actors, then that is a life that is, I, 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 I err on the side to say worth defending. Is every life worth defending, or just a good life? And we understand that yes, we don't want to die because that's a part of what many people teach is the image of God in even fallen man, that we do, we are, we want to live a part of because God is life and death. He opposes death so death is repulsive even to the person who is not a good human quote-unquote so we are making the point that Jesus is the son of God he has every right to defend life because he is good he does so sacrificially he, he is more so into promoting life through sacrifice than through violence and there are previous episodes and we say the way he sacrifices is a violent sacrifice he he is he loves us in a violent way not in a lethally violent way but in a in a in a very explosive way and he uses violence however the the way that god uses violence is a holy way he uses violence to cleanse the temple in passion week for example he after his resurrection uses violence again to cleanse the temple in acts 5 verse 5 of the liars Ananias and Sapphira, Sapphira I believe is the name, and impostors. So Yah uses violence in a way that scares us and when we see through all the Tanakh, through Revelation, through even Acts 5 verse 5, we must see violence as sacred. We must see violence as scary, and therefore the tools of violence, we must see them, whether it's a gun, whether it's your arms, in, as, as, a, as somebody who is a black belt, um, whether it is a knife, whatever it is, we must see these tools of violence as scary. Using arms must scare us. Framing Young Minds is here. If you are missing an easy-to-read and yet deep resource to refocus your parenting on what really matters, then go to Amazon.com. Purchase at least two copies of our book, Framing Young Minds, right now and leave us a review. Framing Young Minds condenses a lot of what we have mentored over the past 20 years concerning parenting strong children. The author or founder, Tanya Price, focuses on eight foundational frames for Christly parenting, which parents who want children to live fulfilled lives must practice. So join us right now by going to Amazon.com, purchasing at least two copies of Framing Your Minds and leaving a review. Your children at any age will thank you. to this turn to burn manliness rally this is a parental hack on scary guns guns should scare us and we are encouraging males and male supporters to discuss the issue of the right to bear arms more so with your family not so much from the arms or the gun side but from the life side do is our life a right or is our life a privilege? And we ended the previous segment on what is life? Let us define life. Let us define a good life. And we ended that statement, we ended that segment on the point that guns should scare us because we are to see violence as something, as an act of vengeance, and vengeance belongs to God. Lethal violence as an act of vengeance. When you are shooting someone, I don't know many people that are shooting people just to injure them um, and even if you are shooting someone to injure them let's say uh, you could it, it doesn't take much you know there's a thin line between a non-lethal gunshot and a lethal gunshot you can be shot in the leg and still bleed out And uh, at the end of the day once you're putting bullets in someone uh, you need to have the mindset that that person can die so to to use lethal weapons means that i'm prepared to kill someone i am making a judgment call that my life is to be is to be promoted at the expense of someone else's life and we're making the point that that is a divine decision that is a sacred decision that's not a trivial decision It's beyond a carnal and human decision to make. Humans did not put life here. So we, by putting ourselves in the position to to take life, if you look at it from that standpoint, we are putting ourselves in a godlike status. And that is a scary position to put ourselves in. So we ask the first question, what is a good life? And we're saying a good life is a life that is that is defined by Jesus, Jesus says he is the way, the truth and the life meaning the good life comes from, is defined by Jesus of Nazareth and that's what he says um, in the fact, uh, even from the Tanakh man shall not live by bread alone but every word that proceeds out of Yahweh's mouth Jesus is defined as the living word, Yah's word in flesh in John 1, so when we understand that Jesus is life and life, he fuels real life, where life is not just subsisting in flesh life is where we are living to promote the best welfare, our own best welfare and the best welfare of the community, which is what Jesus means, Yah saves Yah, the welfare comes, our welfare is from Yahweh and the second thing we are transitioning to now is is the is there, is there right to bear arms a right or a privilege? We said that we want to discuss this discussion on guns and lethal martial arts, lethal arts as uh, from the, the standpoint of life, more so from the standpoint of the guns, and whether, whether our family should be trained in jiu-jitsu, all this kind of stuff. Because yes, you you don't have to use a gun to kill someone. A black belt, the arms and legs of a black belt are lethal weapons. So from the fact that we are prepared to take life, to promote, to defend our lives, it means that we believe our right, our life is a right. If we saw our lives as a privilege, we defined both a right and a privilege earlier. A right is something that one is owed, and a privilege is something given to one by another so an advantage given to one by another if we see our life as a privilege and let's say we are being bad actors and you're being removed from the equation you have lost the privilege and you're being removed from the equation are they good are they good people that are removed from the equation yes but we're making the point that, that if you know that you are a bad actor and you are in a situation where you're being removed from the equation, it's better for the society that you are removed. Uh, I believe the Bible calls it purging the evil from amongst us. You, there is nothing to defend legal, I mean, spiritually if you are not living a good life is one of the things that we are we are suggesting you should teach your family live a good life the best way the best way to defend your life is to live a good life live a life that is pleasing to yahweh i mean outside of that what are you defending Uh, so we're moving to the point if you think your life is a right you will defend it whether it's good or bad you are the, you're good or bad once I'm alive, I I deserve to be alive, and I must fight tooth and nail to live. And there are many theologians who teach that this is a remnant of the image of God. God God is immortal. God does not die. Yahweh does not die. And because of that, humans being in His image and likeness, theologians teach we also have the revulsion. We are revulsed, repulsed. Sorry. We are repulsed. Death is repulsive. Death is an abomination. We don't see death as something that we want to engage in. And even the cutest person, once they're dead, we no longer want them around. So um, we're making the point here that we can see life as as something more than just um, a right. Here life is a privilege and discuss life as such. Um, if we see, often if one, is in, if one is seeing life as an entitlement, people normally separate uh, the requirements of an entitlement from the experience of the entitlement. People want to live and people think we should just live and we don't care about what principles are operating life, what are the operating principles to life. Life is an entitlement and we should just live. As many parents believe that, oh, we should just have, have children and there are no principles to parenting. We just have children because we're supposed to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And I don't believe that is the, the, the case in the Bible. Having children, having a life having a life experience is a privilege that, the, in terms of how the Bible puts it. The Bible story reveals that life has operating principles, so to speak. So one who sees their material life as their possession or something owed to them will see material arms as something owed to them to defend their material life themselves. The onus is on the person. So that's usually behind why some will get guns or other arms legally or illegally because their material life is owed to them. They own and possess their material life. And as such, the material means to defend it by any means necessary. Now, there is a broader way to think. We're encouraging ourselves, males, to encourage our families to think about life in a different way. To think about life from the standpoint of who Jesus Christ is, how he presents himself, how he functions. And once we are seeing that this is a good life, that's a life that is probably worth defending. Your parents, your ch- your children, you yeah, as a parent, this is a life that is worth defending. We're not making the point that some people should be killed. Um, we're making the point that the that whole life is whole life is designed. The Bible positions life as as a as a way that the Bible positions humans existence on being good if we are bad we are removed from the creation yes are all of us going to die yes and paul teaches that that death is a wage for sin however beyond that jesus defends life through his resurrection the way jesus defends life is to die and to come back from the dead resurrect so that those who believe in him can defend their lives through their faith so our faith is our quote-unquote lethal weapon the lethal weapon that kills sin the lethal weapon that allows for immortality and our good resurrection so for today the point where we're making is as males we want to parent our children to, to promote life versus to promote the right to bear arms yeah, you know, the, the right to bear arms is a right in the legislation of, of the United States that can change um, under circumstances, yes. At the end of the day, though, we are here. We are, we are in our bodies, and we have an existence that we have to deal with. The point is that we want to live, and living is to be a good human. A good human is a human like Jesus of Nazareth. Otherwise, our point here is, what are you defending? Anyway, why rob God and this world of you and your family? And until next time, be nuclear. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn. Thank you for coming to the end of another Manliness Rally with us. If you need assistance in implementing and executing or following through on the proposals, on the suggestions, on the hints that we gave you today, we encourage you to visit us at famtfamily.com and to sign up for one of our Messianic programs. We also encourage you to join our Facebook family or at our Facebook handle, famtstrong. You can also email us at connect at famtfamily.com. We can encourage you to have a great day today, Crushing effeminacy. Why rob God in this world of you and your family? And until next time, be nuclear.